to the Morning Word Podcast. This is your host, Brother David, and I hope you prepared your hearts to hear the Word of God from the man of God right now. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to welcome you into this podcast space. Come in, have a seat. Hope you have your coffee or whatever you like to indulge in. Uh, We're going to break down another good word for you. I'm joined here with my friend, missionary Stephanie Williams. Hello, hello. And we're going to go ahead and just jump right in. So let's go before the Lord so he can bless this conversation and make it sharpen and enrich you guys. Heavenly Father, we thank you for joining us in this space right now. We thank you that you are omnipotent, you are omnipresent, so we know that you are everywhere and you are all-powerful. Thank you for being with every listener right now, that you are perfecting everything that concerns them, that you are making things work for their good. So Father, I just pray that you quicken them and you quicken us, that we might just be Uh, ever mindful of your character and and your abilities and who you are so that we can do this thing called life in an abundant and joy-filled way. Uh, Thank you for gracing us with all these talents and and abilities and such, and we just are excited to give you praise and honor in this way. Yes. So thank you, Father. We give you glory and praise. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, the word came down that Services are going to be resuming soon. What do you think, Stephanie? Are you excited? Yeah, excited just to see, you know, family again. You know, it's been a been a while, and it's while we have stayed very connected um, through our virtual. Just good to be able to, and 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 I have to preface this because we can't socialize so much because we still have to do the social distancing. Um, But just to see faces and see the little ones and. just get an opportunity to just see people. Sometimes you got to lay your eyes on people, you know, so yeah. that'll that'll be good. But we'll still have to keep our social distancing and wear our mask and be very careful because we want everybody to be safe. But I'm excited about it. Me too. Uh, just to share a little family business, we had our uh, town hall meeting and, you know, Pastor announced the news and for a second he was like, hello, did y'all hear what I said? <laughs> <laughs> We're going. Uh, but... I say that to say a good segue to our topic tonight is that um, there are times when we hesitate, even on the brink of something amazing, something that would normally, you know, just give you boost, goosebumps and you get all excited. But then there's this thing that makes you pause and it grips you with fear a little bit. Mm. And I think that thing is the fear of failure. We shy away from doing hard things, not because so much that they are hard, but because of this stigma, this this concept of shame and a guilt attached with that word failure. Yes. So I'm challenging y'all today that we we the I know 2020 is about God, but I'm putting it out there. Let's dare to fail. And I know I'm getting some raised eyebrows even in my little studio room (laughs) right now. But what I mean by daring to fail is 
can we take some God-sized risks? Can we uh, come at life with the attitude that, you know, if God be for me, who can be against me? And I say, yes, we can, Kay. Yes, we can. And we have to. We don't have to worry that 2020 is almost over because um, life still happens. And, and I was just sharing with someone that oftentimes we make these New Year's resolutions and, we, and, and people are rushing and saying, hey, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. But turning that page to the very next day does not eliminate all that we've gone through this year. And so setting that mindset right now that we dare to um, trust God that we dare to step out on, on faith because if he is for us, who can be against us, as you said? That's right. That's right. And I, I'm going to clean up my vocabulary a little bit because I know I have some listeners that I might be confusing. They're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in that prosperity camp and we don't fail. It's only ups over here, only wins over here. Well, let me tell you, there's a verse that puts us all in our place. Yes, Romans. You know where I'm going with this Oh, one. yes, I Chapter do. Chapter 3, three. 23. In fact, you could probably read that all the way to about 26. But it reminds us that we all fall short in some area. Nobody is walking around here with a perfect childhood, a perfect marriage, a perfect upbringing, a perfect job. We all have weaknesses. We all have missed the mark in some way not in comparison to Stephanie, not in, compar- in comparison to Kay, but in comparison to the God's glory standards. of our risen Savior, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So if failure is, or missing the mark, or however we want to coin it, is such a universal thing, why do you feel like people let it stop them and paralyze them so much? If we know that word in the Bible says all, that's exclusive. Including no one, including everyone. So, it, because we, and I and I have to share um, because I, I experienced this at work, and then it's not only for my coworkers if I'm coaching them, um, but if if my boss is coaching me. Um, what I tell, I share with my coworkers is when I have to coach a behavior because you've missed the mark, right? Yeah, I'm coaching the behavior. Good. I'm not coaching you personally. It's not a direct attack on you personally. And I, and I have to remember that for myself if I'm being coached by my leader. And sometimes I believe when, when that word failure comes up or we've missed the mark, it, it our criticism of ourselves is a direct attack, attack on us, and, and that's how we treat it. And, and, and I think no one wants to feel that or feel attacked or, or feel like um, they've done something bad, but we are but filthy rags. We all fall short, as the scripture says, and so we can't ever think that we're going to be perfect all the time. We're, we're, we're just not going to do it. Right. So I think it's just that feeling of, like you said, shame and um, that grievance almost that is like, oh my goodness, I hear you. And I think now is a good time to distinguish between failure, missing the mark, and that that other junk that we attach to it. So for the purposes of our conversation, I'm going to call the failure that happens when we uh, attempt to do something and, and God corrects us. I'm going to call that like 
the real kind of failure. But I'm going to call the junk that we attach to it when we say, I'm, I'm now having negative self-talk, uh, I'm not good enough. I'm going to call that like fake fails because what it really points at, Stephanie, if we go over to Genesis and think about around chapter three, when that serpent started whispering and, and, and luring and, and tempting Eve, uh, one of the lessons that I always, um, that sticks with me when I recount that story are those three sensitive areas we have. When he lures us with the pride of life, mm-hmm. when he tempts us with the, the lust of our eyes mm-hmm. and the desires of our flesh, mm-hmm. that that is him trying to come after not just whether we behave a certain way, but he's trying to attack our perspective, mm-hmm. right? He's trying to attack how we see ourselves, mm-hmm. how we see God, how we see uh, one another. And how God sees us. Exactly, exactly. So when we are failing in a sense that I can't do anything right and and I'm just not going to try, that negative cycle that 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 pattern that we can fall in that that's what you know gets us stuck mm-hmm. when we fail when we're trying to do something god-sized and and god comes along and says you know what you missed it there but come over here mm-hmm. let me show you something that there's no condemnation in that right there is a learning process in that there is the kind of refining that that God says it's like gold, mm-hmm. like you're getting the impurities out and, and you're becoming this, this masterpiece. So that kind of growth and that kind of learning process is one that leads to more opportunity. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we come over here and we get stuck, that's a holding pattern, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think what would benefit us and our listeners is to look at some people in the Bible who we can kind of think of in this way, who's who have experienced real failure, where they allowed God to mold and shape them so that they could take that experience and learn from it. And then this, this, these fake fails that, you know, maybe they let their ego get in the way and they got stuck. Um, and we have to remember that nothing, allow, nothing happens um, without God say so. Right. And so if he allowed it, if he allowed that fail, and then he is providing that correction, again, with no condemnation, um, then it's for our good. All things work for our good, yes. right? And so we have to trust God and trust the process. And it, it does go back to our perspective, mm-hmm. right? And it's having the right perspective, have it, seeing it the way God sees it, not the way um, we as as in our flesh would see it, right? And in our emotions would see it. And I think that's the difference because when we see God's correction, we are looking at it from our perspective, from our own eyes, and um, our correction can be harsh, even mm. if it's of ourselves, right? And, or our criticisms can be harsh, yeah. whereas God is coming from a loving place and he's trying to get us on the right track because it's the right, it's, it's what's best for us. His will is what's best for us. And if we could only trust and see it the way he sees it, but as that, like you said, the devil is trying to change our perspective and, and get us to get us off track and looking at it in a different way. And so then we miss what God is trying to do. And we don't know sometimes if he meant for us to go through that so that he can really bring us through the, through the process so we can begin to understand more and more of the why and be able to see when he brings it to fruition why that path had to be walked, 
why that had to be a failure, why that had to be a misstep, and 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 how he took that misstep and 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 not only used it to to bless ourselves, but to be a blessing to others. I love it. So I'm gonna call up uh, our first guy here. We love ready. to talk about. David, the man after God's own heart, right? Yes. And I, I, I love and I never get tired of hearing um, stories about him and, and talking about his, his testimony because it is so real and it's so applicable today that we are flawed. We are, like you said, but dust. And God knows that and he empathizes with that. Um, but yet we see what a surrendered vessel can do. Uh, we see what the breath of the Holy Spirit and God's anointing on even that dust can become. And so David's misstep, uh, the one that I would say, and I've been talking five minutes now and I've switched my terms. I've been calling God's correction <laughs> real failure. <laughs> when I don't mean to allude to it, is that I mean that that's the kind of good stuff so I don't want to confuse myself so I might have to think of new terms as we go along but anywho forging ahead God um David's misstep with Bathsheba mm -hmm. that's the most referred to slip up mm -hmm. I think in probably all the Bible poor David <laughs> but we see that how he rebounds from that mm -hmm. is where I want to kind of focus on we see that because of that misstep he loses a son mm -hmm. They had a child from that um, adulterous relationship. Uh, but what he does next is what I really like to focus on when I'm in a place where I've made a big boo-boo. Mm -hmm. He mourned. He got upset. He cried. He had a, a good go at it. Stayed there for a minute. Mm -hmm. He pleaded for God to, Come on. To, 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 you know, save his son. But then when that didn't happen, when God... When it didn't happen... He said, your will mm -hmm. be done. And he got up. Mm -hmm. And he left that mourning clothes. Mm -hmm. He left the snotting and the crying right there. And then he went on. Mm -hmm. And we don't that, do that often. We don't. We don't. We stay there. And then we go into the next. And, and this is what's so funny, Kay, because I, I had someone encouraging me. And he said, don't. Well, it's pastor. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, he said, Stephanie, don't approach it already being defeated. Mm -hmm. So when we stay in a place like that, sometimes we approach the next thing with a defeated spirit already. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I get that. And it's because we, we, we didn't put off and then put on, um, you know, as David did, put off those morning clothes and um, break the fast. And then now, you know, come on, tr try to get back up again. You know what I mean? And, and look to God. Okay. I had a misstep, but God, you're still with me. If you weren't, if you weren't with me, you know, you wouldn't have come to me and given me that chastisement and you wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I know you're still with me and, and, and I'm still with you, God. I'm, a, you know, he was a man after God's own heart. And so he got up and he got up. And this is the shouting point. That's what Jesus came for. Mm -hmm. He came for that moment when David saw Bathsheba and decided I'm, I'm going to be with her. And his blood covered that moment, just mm -hmm. like it covers all of our moments. We have to embrace and accept that. God is just, 
It's his character. He's going to punish sin. It's who he is. But his justice also ensures that he, 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 he puts a boundary. He, he protects us mm-hmm. in that. Like, his, the just part of his character doesn't allow him to punish sin to the, to the degree that we deserve for it to be punished. Oh, my goodness, yes. The just part of his character means that mercy comes. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus, if, he, if it's like paying for something twice. Mm-hmm. If Jesus has already died for that thing that Jesus knew before when I was still in my mother's room that I would do, why would I carry it around with me for another 20, 30 years and let it stop me from achieving my God-given purpose. See, when we approach our lives with, with that understanding, that, that, I think that's what separates pew Christians from like those I'm in the game Christians. Mm. Is that, that revelation that his blood covers my mistake, but what it doesn't cover, what it can't free me from is my own condemnation. Mm-hmm. We give ourselves almost um, like in the court system, double jeopardy. So we continue to try ourselves. Come on. Um, and he's already acquitted us. Come right? on. We've got the judge. We've got the best lawyer in town who is is interceding for us. And his daddy is the judge, as they say. And um, he's acquitted us. Yes. And but yet we're trying ourselves and in, 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 in providing double jeopardy. And, and we stay there. Mm-hmm. We stay there and, and it, it creates delays. It creates um, where we do more damage there because we're not believing and trusting God. We're not believing and trusting the blood of Jesus. Come on. Um, and he didn't come for us to, to do that. He said, I came so that you would have life more abundantly. Yeah. He said to fear not that he's overcome the world. Everything that we're going through, he's already overcome it. He knows what we're going to go through. He knows there's going to be testing like David and Bathsheba. He knows there's going to be missteps where we make the wrong decision. But he has already overcome that for us. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And, I mean, if I could go back to the garden moment again and ask that question over in Psalm, what is man that you're mindful of us? The serpent serpent over in Genesis got punished just like we got Mm -hmm. punished. But his punishment was to the end. It was was ultimately to, to his demise. Our punishment was a setup so that we could receive Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we ask ourselves, man, who are we that we could receive this kind of redemption? Who are we that we could receive this kind of guarantee of success? Because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a promise. And I, I asked you this earlier, and you, I want you to answer it again. Like, I didn't just tell everybody that I asked you the question. <laughs> but just but, tonight. You only asked me tonight. Right. I didn't have any time exactly. to ponder this. Exactly. I said... What would you do if you were guaranteed success? If you could do one thing, it'd be a job or start a mission, or what would that one thing be if you knew going into it that you would be successful ultimately? And I said a guidance counselor. Like, and, and, and I can't remember, did I say high school or did I say guidance? Or I, but I would choose any area, any level, because we know our children are so important as well, but a guidance counselor. If I could just be able to um, encourage young people and then have them be successful 
Man. That would be awesome. Not for my glory, but to see them be able to live that life yes. of abundance that, that, that God has for them. To see them not have to, and I'm, y'all know I, I talk about potholes all the time. To see them not have to step in those potholes. And I know I can't save them from anything. I, I'm not a savior. Jesus is the savior. He's the risen savior. Um, but just to not see, because people, it, it hurts to see people brokenhearted. It hurts to pe- see people disenchanted. It hurts to see people going through those failures. Um, but so that that would be my passion to just be able to encourage someone to to you know set themselves up for success and and again that always goes back to back to pointing them to God right so yeah and I just I felt like that was such a Solomon type wisdom answer because that's the gift that would like keep on going it would keep because if you pour into a child then that changes the tra- trajectory of more lives than you know just saying oh I would be president, and I would, you know, because that's where my mind went. I was like, I don't know what I do, but I loved that answer. So, all right. So we talked about David, and that was his his misstep that he was able to receive redemption from. Get up, keep going. Now I want to talk about the flip side of that, where his fake fail, his his what others would perceive as failure, but really wasn't a big thing. So as a youth. We've got little Rudy David, you know, doing what he does best out there with the animals while all his other brothers are lining up and thinking they're about to get this nice little headpiece so that they can go and flaunt this authority as king or whatever. But ego-wise, looking at those areas where the enemy gets us all thrown off track, looking at how David was not esteemed um, by his brothers or his father or anyone, looking at how he was able to keep his head up even during that season when nobody thought he was worth a second look, looking at how he was able to receive the the promise but without the actual position and, and still hold himself in a, in, mm. in a manner that was worthy of you know respect and such, being told that, hey, this is yours, but it's not for right now. Mm-hmm. But having to walk out mm-hmm. and, and do everyday life without maybe the esteem of a VIP section or, you know. <laughs> An entourage. Exactly. The perks of life. That's, that's where I draw wisdom and I see how those missteps in life that cause other people to look at me differently, I can't value those or I can't put more weight on those than I place on those missteps that, that, God judges, mm-hmm. and and I might need to word that a little different because I don't know if I said it clearly, but what I'm saying is the failures that, or the, the, the way that David carried himself, the way that he kept a proper perspective of God, of, of his purpose, of who he was, was admir- admirable because even when later down the road, when he would have really <laughs> missed the mark, he was able at those foundational times to get it right, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, because he had certain, and I think it's where he's relatable because we are always at those crossroads where we can make the wrong decision and have bad counsel, right? Mm -hmm. They told him he's right there, kill him, right? In the cave. And, um, but then remembering God 
and choosing to do it the way God uh, would do it and saying, I will not touch the Lord's anointing. Right. Right. Um, so we always have those same types of we're, we're met with those types of decisions where we have an opportunity to 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 have an epic fail, as as as. Okay. I would call it. That's um, good. I like it. You know, I uh, I will tell people at work. I ha- there's a young lady at work, um, and her and I are both, you know, as Christians, we we share sometimes when, and encourage one another. And if I miss the mark, you know, she knows. I like I don't I don't try to dress it up. I just say fail. <laughs> like it's it's that's it. Like on a game show, fail. You know, there's no trying to pretty it up. It was a fail. Right. Right. And then trying to go back and get it right. We have another chance. Right. Um, But we do have those moments when we have to decide, okay, which way am I going to go? And so several times, whether it was in the cave or whether it was with Abigail, where he was about to go and, you know, kill her husband and everybody in that camp and her, you know, God using her to encourage him to do otherwise and him listening to that wise counsel. We have that all. We have wise counsel. We have bad counsel. And sometimes we just are, we're we're both to ourselves. And so we've got to, you know, make sure we make the right decision. But David is certainly an example of where, you know, he had opportunity to have some missteps and thanks be to God, he was able to listen to that wise counsel or remember God and, and make sure that he was staying lined up. So, because he still wasn't King at that point, he know what was told to him. He know what he, he knows what he was promised, but he, he couldn't act in that authority. Right. You know? And so he still had to make sure he didn't get out of line or get out of outside of the will of God. Right. And I'm, I mean, just, you said that beautifully. So what I'm seeing is that David is not letting what others' expectations of success would look like shape what God has told him his path is to look like. Mm-hmm. And I think we've got to remember that as believers that our path or our lane to pick up our hashtag from last week <laughs> is going to be different. And so how we experience success and failure it's going to be specific to to our lane that it's not going to be something that we can look to our neighbor and say, oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. No, we've got to look to him who's who's given us our purpose and our assignment. Um, so let's, let's do one more of those uh, real quick. So um, maybe the distinction will come out better with this particular woman. I'm going to flip over to Luke chapter seven, the woman who anointed Jesus mm-hmm. before he was to be crucified. Uh, We have all kinds of references to her in the word as that sinful woman, that no good. I I don't want to use the words the Bible uses, but we'll say harlot. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Um, But we have all of these negative um, images of this woman, and she does the most beautiful thing, though. She does the opposite of Mm -hmm. miss the mark. She hits the mark and she nails it like right on the head. Mm -hmm. She comes up to Jesus and she just anoints him in the most loving, the most sincere worship she could give by pouring, Mm -hmm. breaking this beautiful alabaster box and just pouring it all down his head and wiping his feet with her tears and her hair, just this most beautiful gesture. And in the background, we've got, naysayers mm-hmm. judging her act and saying you just wasted mm-hmm. all of this you you just embarrassed yourself you just 
like made him unclean because you don't need to be touching, you don't need to be here. And I'm like, isn't this a beautiful example of how when we are listening to God and we're obeying what he's telling us to do and it's countercultural mm-hmm. or it's it goes against the grain or 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 it it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And and people have stuff to say about it, but from her and and this situation, I feel like I draw a lot of of, of freedom because she she has this 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 background, this story that is unclear as to what her sin was. A lot of people allude to it being a sexual sin or or pr- promiscuity, but despite all of that, she approaches him with no shame. She 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 says, "I lay aside those 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 stigmas, those stereotypes, and." I embrace my savior mm-hmm. for who he is. Mm-hmm. And she allows that to change the course of her life mm-hmm. to the point where he tells her your faith mm-hmm. has healed you. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it has changed you. It's giving you some tangible now uh, 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 gifts, so to speak. Um, whereas you came in here one way, you're going to leave another. Mm-hmm. And I think she really put her, she, she, if she were to weigh her shame, it did not outweigh being able to be of service and being able to bless Jesus yes. in a way and, and, and um, you know, fall before his feet. And um, so there, you said a word, you said counter, counter-cultural. And more often than not, if we are doing what God is asking us to do, it is going to be counter-cultural. It is not going to look like this world. And... We have to get comfortable with that. And oftentimes we are not. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we are not. And so then there, there lies the the juggle of trying to be a Christian, but also trying to uphold world, world standards, right? And, yeah. and so then we get ourselves into trouble because then when we do have that failure, because we're not doing it the way God says to do it, then we, there, here comes the shame, mm-hmm. right? And um, it's saying, just like this woman, it's my shame. It being obedient and doing what God tells me to do and walking in whatever path he has for me and however he has for me is far greater than my shame. Amen. You know, and if I if there's that exposure to where I've, I've fallen short or missed the mark, let it be a blessing to myself. Let it be a blessing to others. Let it, you know, what I, be for edifying and, and for building up and um, not me, myself, tearing, tearing myself down or even perceiving others to tear me down. I love verse. Um, I think it's around 47. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown, but whoever has been forgiven little loves little, which implies that those who have been forgiven much love much. Mm -hmm. So if you have to be forgiven much, it means that you've gone out and you've blown it a few times. (laughs) But he in turn says that you've had learning experiences, you've had life experiences, and I'm not going to condemn that. I'm going to use that to make your ladder greater mm-hmm. than, you know, your start. So I, I laugh because I was nodding in agreement with you. And I, I'm like, they can't see me nodding. <laughs> yes, there's been some missteps. There's been some false starts. There's some things that he has had to forgive much. Uh, so, yes, I'm nodding and saying yes verbally. There you go. And, and I mean, just 
to kind of go back to, to where we started at the beginning of this, uh, we're not saying that this is licensed to, to sin, to intentionally miss the mark. We're not saying this is um, like how Paul had to clarify, like we don't want to sin so that grace can abound. We, we know that there's a difference here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about taking risk that mm -hmm. would do something revolutionary. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about we're going to be in Enoch Davis Center, a place that we tried to have service for mm -hmm. many years. That's like a new territory shifting thing, a new territory. That's that's a hard thing. I mean, there are people like our pastor who I watch him do hard things all the time. And I'm just like, huh? how does he do that? And I consider myself to be somewhat of a moderate risk taker. <laughs> So I'm like taking notes mentally all the time about how he approaches problems and how he approaches issues and, and how he does it. And, and the thing that always comes to mind is just, he shows up, mm -hmm. he does it. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's just half the battle is finishing, mm -hmm. you know, or even starting. starting, let's start first <laughs> and then we finish. And, and that's been one of the greatest encouragements I can have as I, you know, set myself up to do hard things because I'm, I'm determined to bring God new levels of glory and, and, and to not um, just sit back and kind of failure proof my life. Mm -hmm. And we can't do it. We can't do it. And, I, and, and, and to your point, Kay, it's funny as um, we've talked about like where we started in this in the ministry and um, being under the leadership of Pastor Matthews. And we were kind of uh, laughing right before the um, pod, not podcast, the um, meeting on Sunday mm -hmm. um, that we had, the forum that we had on Sunday, um, because he will often tell us what we're, you know, the, the next chapter, what, are, what is God telling him to do, right? And our eyes get big and we're all like, okay, but we've grown enough to know when he says it, he says, this is what God would have us to do. And it may seem insurmountable. And then all of a sudden, before we know it, like you said, because we start, because we even just start, we step out on faith and we start. Um, and then all of a sudden you're, we're doing it. And we're like, wait a minute, we're, we're actually doing it. And so we were kind of laughing at him on, on, on uh, Sunday because oftentimes he'll say the next 15 months are going to be really intense. And we just started laughing because he started kind of saying something along those lines and we already knew what that was about. But we have enough faith. God has given us enough faith now that we know we just got to we just got to start. Yes. We just got to put that one foot in front of the other and all of a sudden we're doing it. And all of a sudden God is working in us and through us to accomplish his will. Um, but he just needs some faithful believers that'll say, okay, God, I'll go. Um, and so we have to look at that in our own lives as well. Sometimes when he tells us to do something, he just needs us to go and he'll let him worry about um, the, the details, right? Amen. Let him worry about um, how he's going to accomplish that. But if he gives you a word and an assignment, he just needs us to be faithful. And sometimes we kind of pigeonhole ourselves in what we can't do. And no, certainly we can't do it. Not without God. Without but God. with him. Come on. We can do all things. All things. And so it, it's just, a, it's, oh my we gotta we gotta shift our shift our, our perspective shift our belief and and if we say we trust God we just gotta trust him amen I, I 
ditto everything you just said. <laughs> but I think that the things that we have shared here um, have been to, number one, recognize the enemy's tricks, that he's going to go after your your sense of ego and, and dangle the, the whole shame thing and the guilt thing mm -hmm. at you as bait to try to get you to get stuck. But you've got to remember that, hey, this is what our the blood of our precious dear savior was shed for so that we would not be stuck and i refuse to cruci crucify him afresh by letting something entangle me and, and 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 stop me that he already decided that he would lay down his life for to prevent so i want you guys to join me in that and recognize that he's not all powerful only god is he can't mess with all of us at the same time. So somebody lying. <laughs> you can't say the devil made you do it all the time now. Because he not omnipresent. He not. <laughs> I want somebody to just tell the truth and say, I let guilt and shame stop me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because when you do it, then guess what? Mm hmm He'll forgive you in such a yes. way. That's the whole point of this thing. It's a cycle. It's a never-ending forgiveness, grace, mercy. It just keeps going. So, so, yeah, y'all, just be free. Just be free. Um, what else did we say to help the people? We, we wanted folks to refresh their perspective, to understand that, hey, based on God's character, based on uh, his love for me, um, I'm not going to let failure um, call me unworthy when he's called me worthy. I'm going to remember uh, what my God says about me. And, oh, there was this one other thing. Let me see if I can find it in my phone that we should remind the people. I think I can tell it from memory. I was just doing some searches of inspirational things to say. And I was like, oh, there's this one old lady and she was telling the story of the um men fishing the fisher the disciples uh after having a long night of not mm -hmm. catching anything being unsuccessful at fishing um that they were discouraged and, and and deeply bothered and such and um the little boy he was like you know so what did they do did they like you know go somewhere else and she said no in the same spot where they had experienced great failure they experienced great success mm -hmm. because they simply followed the word of Jesus who said to let down the net, net and they received a great haul. And so I, I think I'm, I'm going to leave that little bit of encouragement for our, for our uh, listeners here that the same spot where you might have experienced failure after failure after failure is the same place that God can come into that situation and turn it around. It's the same place where you can experience joy. Even though it's night there right now, joy comes in the morning. The place doesn't have to change. Simply change your perspective. Turn your eyes away from the situation and behold your wonderful, loving, merciful Savior. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we have had to just remind ourselves that we are not our own creators. You have created us. You have purposed us. So we don't say things about ourselves that go against what you've deemed true about us. You have said that with you, we can do all things. 
So, Father, we just thank you for the courage and the boldness to do something hard on this week, to do something that we might not have tried before, but not for our own glory, but to see your kingdom advance, to see lives change, to see souls saved. Father, we thank you that you promise to perfect the things that concern us. Perfect meaning to finish. So we thank you that you are Alpha and you are Omega. You stand at the beginning and you stand at the end. Father, build up the faithfulness that we need so that we can finish some things that we've started, so that we can see some completion in our lives. Thank you, God, for being just faithful to us. Thank you that you are mindful of us and that you've redeemed us. Thank you. We thank you for this. We give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. Yes, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll see you next time. We had a great time this evening. Just love talking about the Lord and 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 what he can do in our lives if we would only surrender and only just allow him to do a great work in us. So we look forward to next week. Um, continue listening to all of the different podcasts that are uh, on the morning word because uh, God is just doing a great thing and giving us uh, food after food. We should be really fat Christians at this point. So (laughs) be sure to check all of the Morning Word podcasts out and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Morning Word podcast. We pray that you were blessed with what you heard today. You were able to get some insight on how to live a better life closer to God. If you wish to continue to listen to this word, please subscribe to our podcast on the following platforms, Apple's Podcasts, Google Casts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. If you wish to view us live during our services, just simply go to newpministries.org. That is newpministries.org, where you'll be able to stream live services on a weekly basis. And with that being said, we pray that you continue to reach, teach, and love somebody new. Have a blessed week.